Welcome to What's On Your Mind with Digby Scott and Alicia Mackay. Today, it's all about belonging, being seen, being valued. Digby Scott, it's warm hand, isn't it? <laughs> You're going to really warm hands for your cup of tea. Yeah. Digby Scott, oh. what's on your mind? I've just been on a Zoom call. Mm. No. So was, oh, no. it was good. Yeah, it was good half okay. an hour. So there's three of us. And I was struck by the statement that a fella made to me at the end. So we've been going through this stuff. We're talking about a program that we're running. And then he goes, oh, DB, I've been thinking about you. You know, you've got a lot going on in your world at the moment. And I just wanted to let you know I've been thinking about you. And I'm like, oh. And it was just, no, no, in a beautiful yeah, way. Like, I was it was like, like a, you're right. It was like an a amazing settling. Like we've been on task and been, been good, a really productive call. But then you just said this thing. And the whole quality of the interaction just completely shifted into an even better place. And I was just really struck by how often that doesn't happen, particularly in public, right? You might have it happen one-on-one. But this was like in a, in a little forum. And I was like, wow, good on you for just putting it out there, right? And I think the point that I want to make here is how that statement of I see you mm shifts the entire dynamic of a conversation instead of right what are we talking about right what's your view what's your view view? it's like this whole thing of hang on i'm seeing you for a human being well then you care about the person you're with and then the interaction is about so much more than just the things that you have to exchange that's right it becomes a something else yeah and and it's this idea that i matter because what we were doing is focusing on what matters which was the work Mm. but he goes no no you matter I'm getting a chicks in the line for the loo at the pub vibe out of this. <laughs> so <laughs> you will not find individuals more loving that see you quite like another girl in line for the toilet oh, at the pub. Oh, tell us about that. Because particularly the guys, I'm not sure whether we can write. I don't think so you we get need what to we translate get. And here. so you just, you're at, there's three or four of you in a line, maybe more. And, you know, you've all had a few wines and you're waiting to pee. And there's just so much love in that line. And you just, you're chatting to each other. Like there's stories about, you know, girls invite other girls to their weddings with girls they meet in the toilets at the pub where you're like, you look beautiful, you look great. And then they'll be like, oh, thanks, I actually haven't been out for ages because I had a baby. You had a baby? You look amazing. (laughs) And this whole little love fest goes on. And it's just, I wish I could bring more of the vibe of girls in the pub line for the loo into my everyday life because it's just gorgeous. So... The equivalent of guys in line <laughs> for the loo is not that. Oh. There's basically... Don't, a, don't look at this. <laughs> a, yeah, there's no eye contact. There's not much talking unless, like, that's good band but or whatever. Yeah. The experience you, you just had on your Zoom call. I had this at Mitre 10. I'm going to tell another female story. I had this at Mitre 10 about three months ago, and I was in the car park at Mitre 10, and I was putting plants in the... I was putting plants in the boot of my car, and a girl from across the car park who was about to walk into my tent stopped at my car and she goes, I just had to tell you, I love your jeans. Like I was looking at them from the other side of the car park and I was like, that's so good. I just had to tell you, where did you get them? And I spent the rest of the day walking around like this. Yeah, there you go. And it doesn't just matter whether it's your jeans or what, right? But when you get an unexpected lift because you have a genuine human moment inside the rhythm of put the thing in the car, go to the Zoom call, tick the thing, go to the calendar, all the things we do, it's transformative for your day, right? Yeah. 
And so my challenge, I think, that I want to throw back at you is, how do we bring more of that intentionally into our daily lives? And I have a subset question, which is, is it a chick thing? Because I, the way you tell that story, it seems way more natural for it to be something that chicks would do mm. as opposed to guys. Now, I'm not saying it is, but if I reflect on my own experience, I don't think guys would go, hey, nice T-shirt, man, or love your biceps, or whatever. Okay, but those are <laughs> yeah. appearance-related. Yeah, but totally. what about acknowledgement more generally? Yes. I don't think that would happen either. Mm. Generally, I think it's an exception where someone says, hey, you know the way that you just shared that thing in the team meeting, that that insight, that was really valuable. Thank you for sharing that. Now, I don't know if that's... Let's go back to the general. I don't think we do that very often. Do you know why this is really useful for me and I'm taking it back out of the general? Because one of the things that's really difficult that we talk about a lot from a feminist worldview perspective is that women tear each other down because we're Mm. so internally critical and because we face so much pressure socially to conform to a particular norm, we're actually quite harsh on each other. Like girls girls are so mean to each other. I have three daughters, I've got a teenage girl, Mm. teenage girls, man. And so I've been sitting in that going, yeah, yeah, girls are so harsh to each other. And what you've just said, that goes, actually, there's a whole toxic masculinity thing in here that you're not thinking about, Alicia, about actually men don't acknowledge each other, has just gone, yeah, Yeah. of course. Where I see it happen with blokes is in the sporting space. So, Mm. for example, go to Oh, pat on the bum. So is that just a rugby thing? Yeah, rugby, <laughs> no, yeah, pedal. No, no, well, oh. maybe metaphorical. But so, so <laughs> I would like one metaphorical <laughs> pet on the bum now, please. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, no, so, so like when you know, there's a bunch of guys been out surfing and one of the guys does a really good move on a wave or something, mm. right? or, or windsurfing, same thing. That was actually last weekend. And back on the beach, there's like, oh, you on that wave, you tore that apart, right? Yeah. And, so you get it, and it's about performance or something like that. Yeah. But it's definitely there. It's not absent. And even with strangers, like, oh, mate, great wave. And you see it actually out there in the water. So if someone gets a good ride, there will definitely be an acknowledgement of that. So yeah, I don't think it's impossible. What behaviour is that encouraging? Like, that's feeding into a certain idea of what you are, right? Like, sure, I will encourage you for what I see to be performance, or I'll validate you for what I see to be excellence or success or being hard or being challenged or... But in some ways, that's actually quite dangerous if it's the only brand of encouragement. You totally. Need. So, so what about the encouragement for good on you for giving it a go? You got smashed there, whatever. Yeah. Well done, you. So, is that what you're saying? No, I'm, I'm thinking. So, I'm thinking about a conversation I had with a mentoring client recently, and she was telling me about an inspirational moment she'd had with her boss. And she said that she's part. She's in, she feels a little bit out of her league because she's a representative on a real like heads of group, and she's not a head of. She's there from an operational standpoint, and there's all these heads of getting together to have these really high up conversations. And so she said she's a bit subdued there. She just watches. But one of the leaders in that team came to a team meeting recently and said, "Hey, I actually need to table this. Something was said at a meeting on Monday." that actually really upset me. And I think I am a bit sensitive at the moment to a few things, and so it could partially be that, but it didn't sit right with me, so I just need to call it out. This was said and I wasn't comfortable with it. And the reason my client was telling me about this because she goes, I've never seen anything like it. She yeah, said right. the power of giving that permission and her doing that from a really authentic, really confident space yeah. that wasn't 
complaining, it wasn't victim, everybody really respected it and what that did for that room. And so I'm, th- I'm just reflecting on that story, which was amazing, and thinking, is that harder to do if you're a dude? Yep. Mm. I would say, yep, it is. There's something about the old stereotype of the, uh, the masculinity, not because there's something in there's about vulnerability mm. around this, this. I wasn't comfortable with that. Rather mm. than this was wrong, you shouldn't do it, which yeah. is the patriarchal approach, right? Yeah. This is like, I wasn't comfortable with that. Yeah. That's showing feeling, yeah. and I think there's this stereotype that we don't do that. And so I think it is harder. And again, we're being so generalistic here. That's we? okay. We're sharing our experiences to yeah. make sense of it. And yeah. I think these are really important conversations that we're really scared to have because we're so focused on being inclusive and being tolerant, which is really important, that sometimes it minimises these experiences. Yeah. So is it just that we want to be seen? And how do we bring more of that acknowledgement and human connection and lifting of each other into our daily lives? Really, the question is, regardless of the barriers we put in the way, how do we be more like girls in line for the toilet at the pub? Best question all day. (laughs) 